Hello and welcome to this episode number 21 of the audio podcast. Have you noticed anything new? Huh? Eh? Huh? Eh? We'll see, eh? <laughs> see if it works better. We'll see if it works. So this is going to be our Christmas present to you is hopefully better audio and if better audio uh, is the result of this podcast because this one is our trial. Uh, then we will be getting it up on the audio platforms as well. Mm. So you guys can just listen along while you do other things. Because that's how I normally listen to podcasts too. So thank you everyone for watching us on YouTube so far. It's not how I listen to to podcasts. Most of them I listen to on YouTube because I pay for it. Right, right. Um, and you can too. Yeah, so obviously, hopefully we can cater to both sides of the market for sure. very soon. So sure. yeah, um, here we are, episode number 21. Uh, it's come around out of nowhere, which mm. is good. Uh, and I guess we should talk about what we've been up to this week, but it's a Tuesday, so it's not been a lot. Well, I want to talk about my face. Yeah, cool. So, uh, I had, I don't even notice, I've got these big lumps on my face and my neck, Mm -hmm. and I had cystic acne as a kid. Yep. Um, when I Roaccutane, which I think a lot of people did back then, still suffer the sort of the symptom, oh, not the, the the byproduct of it, where I still have to put chapstick on in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, researched everything, done everything, diets, seen specialists. You know, they're like, "Oh, just wash your face." Like, yeah, like I don't wash my face. Yeah. Oh, don't eat sugar. Don't eat sugar. Same thing. Yeah. So, I um I never stopped researching, and I I found that some people have a, a, an allergy to vitamin B. Mm-hmm. So I exhibited like sort of all the things that vitamin B stuff said. Yep. I'm like, okay, so I'll I'll cut it out of my diet. And I've probably cut it out for I reckon four years. Okay. And face cleared up. Mm. Didn't get any of the still got little little tiny pimples and things yeah. like that, but not these like big cysty things. Yeah, your your face has been way better the last couple yeah. of years than I've ever seen it. But then I started to suffer uh Vitamin B deficiency, mm. which gave me lightheadedness. Yeah. Uh, my eyesight was starting to go. Mm. Like, remember I was whinging that I thought yeah, I needed yeah. new prescriptions? Yeah. Because you've only had glasses for, what, two years? Two years, yeah. 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 And I, I got my, these new ones, I got them like four months ago, and I, I already thought they were out. Mm. Uh, a little bit of fatigue. Um, my tongue was swelling in my mouth sometimes. Yeah, right. yeah and I, I'd, I'd researched and... And it's vitamin B deficiency. And like, I was one step off being anemic. Yeah, right. So I've gone and just grabbed some vitamin B tablets and I've just been pounding them. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a result of your face. My eyesight's better. My energy's better. My, um, uh, I don't have the tongue thing as much. I don't have any of the dizziness. Now my face is going off. Mm. So I'll probably need to go see a doctor this time and just see if there's like a... Like a, I don't know, maybe if I can get a vitamin B shot or something and see if that maybe bypasses yeah. it. Don't know, I've got to do some more research, but... Yeah, interesting. It's painful. My nose is, like, it's, it's bringing yeah, you back can, all the You memories. can see that it's starting to get a bit red, like, and it looks like it's sunburnt, but I reckon it could be just like... Oh, no, it's, it's just it's, all the things inside it, and I've been yeah, yeah. popping them and extracting juices out do of it. Do you know what you need? What? Face off. Yeah, whose face would I take? Um... Yeah, because that's, that's a difficult question. Like, if you had to choose John Travolta's or Nicolas Cage's face, if you chose John Travolta's, then every male misuse is going to stay away from you. Well, uh, I would just say from a purely structural standpoint, I'm probably closer to Nicolas Cage because he's got a narrow head and I've got a narrow head. Yeah, true. Whereas Travolta's got a real chody, fat he, He's got fat a round, face. fat face like me. So, yeah. 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 
Yeah, but problem is if you're Nicolas Cage, then you might attract more um, attention from the tax, the tax department. Yeah, so you never know. Maybe, maybe. I, I would also say that um, John Travolta has made more uh, high-quality films oh, than Nicolas Cage has. Nicolas Cage probably made more volume. Oh, definitely a volume player. Oh, okay. So if you guys want to watch Nicolas Cage's greatest ever film, go and watch his remake of The Wicker Man. Look it up. Watch Seriously? it. Don't it's do it. it's a great movie that you should enjoy with your family over the holidays. Only it watch is a it fantastic movie. If you have literally nothing else, if you finished Netflix, yeah. go watch The Wicker Man. So I can't, I <laughs> cannot recommend this movie. It's horrible. No, no, but it's it's one of the movies that you should watch it just for the spectacle of it. Watch the clips on YouTube. I, so I remember when I watched, it, I first watched it with my mate Brett, and. Um, we were watching on a Saturday night, we were having a couple of drinks. The entire time we were waiting for the punchline, which just never comes. Yeah. It's just a terrible don't, movie. Don't do it. But it's it's comedically terrible. So Nicolas Cage in The Wicker Man. Check it out. Terrible movie. What but is, if I find terribly out, good. If I find out that anyone has watched The Wicker Man before Fat Pizza, we'll have a problem. Mm. Yeah, you should probably uh, enjoy Fat Pizza while it lasts on Netflix. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's unfortunate about your face. Um, I also... So, obviously, you know, with... Um, in the news at the moment, there's obviously the, the corona cluster down in New South Wales and starting to threaten Christmas. Just before you start, I actually turned the news off this morning. I watched 10 minutes of it. Yeah. And it was so negative. And it got to the point, one of the articles was... Will grand will grandma make it for Christmas? And mm. I'm like, no. And I switched it off. Yeah, and that's watching. obviously just sensationalism. Warzone videos. Yeah, but the- like probably more more back into the world of reality. I think I figured out where Corona came from. Remember how we discussed we weren't going to bring it up? Yeah. <laughs> but has anyone spoken to the Grinch lately? Oh, because it Because ki- remember, like. We sort of thought it kicked off January, February, but now everyone's saying that it was in, like, America, for example, before that, probably around December, because the Grinch was trying to steal Christmas. He's doing it again this year. <laughs> you might get away with it, too. Yeah, so we should be we should be looking at the Grinch. I reckon mm. the, the Grinch is the real it culprit. Doesn't make, doesn't make the nicest children's stories when, like, Grinch 2077 decides to create a biological weapon to... Take Christmas. No, but it's, no, but it's a great children's story because it doesn't kill kids, so it's fine. That's true. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, just just theory on that. So mm. like CIA, FBI, get onto the Grinch because I reckon that's uh that's a winner for you. A hot lead. A yeah. Hot lead. The hot lead. Yeah. That'll that'll solve every problem. Yeah. Now, um, going into let's get straight into the subject mm. matter for today because I think it is extremely important. Mm-hmm. So look, today we're filming this a little bit early, so we are still in the lead up to Christmas, but it also means that we're in the lead up to New Year's, mm-hmm. and everyone knows that twenty twenty has been a very interesting year. Um, look, there's been a lot of negativity that came out of it. I think there's been a lot of silver linings to come out of Absolutely. it as well. And for me, and I know uh, my, me personally, my my goal for twenty twenty one is to build on all the positive things that have actually come out of this year, regardless of all the negativity. Mm. So we wanted to talk about goal setting for twenty twenty one. We wanted to talk about goals, New Year's resolutions, because a lot of people like to make New Year's resolutions. Whether they stick to them or not is another thing. Um, and uh, something that um, my my wife gave me the idea of last year is 
instead of just having goals and stuff like that, we'll talk about goals too, which we'll go into, but having like a focus word for the year. A focus word. A focus word, yeah. So for example, um, the last year was the first time I've ever done this. And with, obviously, Amanda was pregnant at the time when we're coming into New Year's. So my focus word for 2020 was family. Yep. So whenever there was a decision to be made and I wasn't sure which way to go, you refer back to the focus word and go, does this decision align align with Mm. the focus word for the year? So just thought it might be a bit of an interesting concept out there for uh, for people to think about too. I reckon, so I think we talk uh, goals for next year and Mm -hmm. I think we'll have one, one more pod before New Year's, is that right? Um, yeah, yes, yeah, because New Year's is next Friday, so Friday week. Yeah, and then I think we'll talk about what we're thankful for in 2020, cool. next, next month. Yes, yeah, sweet. So, okay, my question first to you mm-hmm. was, did you have to think about goals? So, when, when it was your idea to talk about goals. Yep. Did you have to think about goals? I did, um, which... Look, I, I already had some goals, but I was like, it probably wasn't enough. It probably wasn't enough targeted goals uh, to really be able to focus on for the next year. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of... Um, I'm doing that thing. Which You've I'm done it like five times. Yeah, so I'm going to stop. So I have kind of rethought about how I want to organise my goals for next year as well. Okay. Um, to just, again, I guess apply the organization that I used to apply in my professional life mm-hmm. to my personal life because I, I haven't always done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wife and I, uh, well, Amanda got it for me. She knew I wanted it. I just bought myself a diary, mm-hmm. paper diary for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be, that's going to be my Bible. I'm going to use that to track absolutely everything that it is that I'm doing next year. Okay. Um, and yeah, so I've, I've kind of, I've, I've written a couple of notes down because... One of the things that I'm mindful of um, is, and this really came from when I got my knee surgery done and I knew the rehab was such a long period of work, but it was all about really small incremental movements. So one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to break down and have small daily goals based on five different categories. Okay. And those five categories are health, Mm -hmm. number one. Now... Health is one category. I've got fitness as another category. It's okay. two separate things. So health might be like a diet-related thing. Fitness might be an exercise-related thing. Uh, connection with Amanda. Mm-hmm. So obviously relationship goals. Um, something to do with wealth. So family wealth creation mm-hmm. for the day. And also some sort of uh, lesson or growth for Nate. Mm-hmm. So those are my five... I guess, daily pillars Mm. that I'm going to structure my day around. Mm -hmm. And at the end of every single day, I want to be able to go back and go, all right, what did I do today for health? Mm -hmm. X. What did I do today for wealth? X. And be able to tick those off and really give myself some positive momentum. Because as we've spoken about before, one of the best things about setting goals is being able to tick them off. Mm. Because when you tick them off, you get that endorphin release. It's like positive feedback for your body based on your activity. And then that will give you more energy as you go into the next day to do more as well. Is it unrealistic to think that you could tick one of those, or five of those things off every day though? I think it's um, it's realistic if you're happy for those things to be minor. 
Oh yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. Don't mind it. But I can't see, like, I can't see you making an investment thing every day. Well, it could be um, a, a wealth thing. Could be read a chapter of a book about finance. Yeah, that might be the wealth thing that I took off. So, for example, if I get to the end of the day and I'm like, well, you know, I haven't invested today or I haven't, you know, done something. I need to grab. I need to find a resource and read a chapter. Mm. So they'll actually spur me on to. To do something and hopefully all these again small incremental improvements as I go will turn into bigger ones down the track okay but what's the target of that so how what is the besides ticking them off during the day mm-hmm. what is the success the the marker of success so I think for me um, my focus word for this year is going to be thriving so last year was family because you know we'll bring in a, a, a new player into the game mm-hmm. And I feel like we've consolidated that a little bit and we know a little bit more about that than we did obviously at the start of the year. Whereas this year, I want to be able to thrive in all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason for doing this is because I'm obviously spending a lot of time at home now. Mm -hmm. So it actually will be giving me more structure to my day and probably spur more action rather than you know, having two, three days of inaction because I've got more time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but my question is, how do you know if you've been successful? Um, I, I guess it's, it's probably from, you're right, probably need to find more markers or measures for, for because success. Because that is, that's the common, and especially when you mentioned um, New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I really don't like New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. because... The pressure added to people to have one, mm-hmm. and then the additional pressure for people to go through with it, I think to pause more people out than in. Yeah, yeah. If it worked, if it was an effective measure, yeah, everyone would everyone do would it. do it. Yeah, everyone talks about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. So, so I think the pillars that you've got are really, really good. Mm-hmm. But you need to have short, medium, and long term markers that you know. Mm-hmm. If you've been successful. Yeah. So you could have read, you could, I'm going to the investment thing because I, I know it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the, you didn't call it investment, you called it finance. I call it wealth. Wealth. So wealth, some wealth. sort of wealth creation. Yeah. So, like, what if you went through the whole year and yeah, you read heaps and didn't do anything with it? So, okay. I did write down some other things. Um, now, funnily enough, one of my uh, short to medium term goals was to get the audio sorted for the podcast so we can put it up on um, the actual podcast platforms. Yep. And you've done the mics, so tick. So we'll have that off, ticked off by 2020. Yep, cool. absolutely. Cool. Um, See, I like that one because that's like a real, that's a, a real forward step. Yes, yeah, 100%. Um, I've got some things here. So like, for example, so we spoke about last week about Bitcoin and how exciting Bitcoin's getting... Um, at the moment, and I'm sure that we'll speak about it a bit more today as well, because there's been up. Actually, what's Bitcoin at now? A lot less. Oh, really? Yeah, it took a bit of a dive last time. <laughs> so how much did it dive? We're sort of hovering around thirty-two and a half is like its real peak, right? And I think we just cracked in back under the thirty thousand dollar mark. Okay. But I still feel like my again, and I'm not an analyst. Yep. I'm just using a bit of experience that I've drawn on over time. Mm-hmm. We're playing this sideways game at the moment. Mm. It's moving like this, but not not really majorly. Yep. And I still don't think the mummy and daddy FOMO investors have hit yet. Yeah, look, I think I still think you're right. And 
so when we go back to 2017, was it all just up, 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 up in 2017? Or were there sort of incremental... The little ones, but not... So we've had a spike, but the spike was only the same size as the spike that we had in 17. Right. But it should be more. It should go parabolic. Like, it should, it should yeah. hit a higher high okay. because you've got more volume entering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and it went up in stages. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. I'm, I'm still, I've still got my targets. Uh, I think I spoke... Oh, we'll come back to it. We'll come yeah. back to it. Yeah. So, yeah. So some of my, like, short-term goals are... I want to, because again, I'm not working at the moment, but I'll be doing some work very soon. Mm -hmm. my, one of my goals is I want to generate $5,000 from whatever it is that I end up doing mm -hmm. to be able to invest in Bitcoin once it dips next time. Cool. So that's sort of five grand by March. Yep. Right? So that's, that's a short-term yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to get rid of that tick that I keep doing. That's a that's a we won't short term what it is because yeah, because then I'll just keep thinking and about everyone will hear it. Yeah, exactly right. And these uh, mics are going to really exacerbate it. So this is a goal that um, you guys can help us out with too. Is I wanted to double our YouTube subscribers by June. I think that's. So YouTube only? Yeah. Because we'll be on the other platforms. Yes, obviously the other platforms I want to start off and increase. Okay. Uh, but I also want to double our YouTube subscribe subscribers by June. So I need I need your help on something because I've been I've been fooling around some things and obviously you guys watch it so you guys are the ones who can actually let me know. The thumbnails, the new thumbnails. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Just let, let us know in the comments what what do you actually think about those? Can I tell you what I think? Sure. I don't like them. Okay. And even when I saw the latest episode go up, mm -hmm. it completely there was. It, it just uh, camouflaged itself with everything on my post. Right. And I think it needs, my opinion, I don't want to, I don't, like, I, I still want to hear everyone else's opinion, but mm -hmm. my opinion is it needs to show something of us mm -hmm. because that's the trigger point for someone to look at our podcast. Yeah. As opposed to a graph or a picture or which, which, yeah. they're, which people are exposed to all the time. When yeah. I had it up on my screen, there was, I could see five videos on my screen. Mm-hmm. And I would have quite easily swiped right past it. Yeah, okay. Because one of the interesting things about YouTube is that the YouTube analytics have said that our impression click-through rate has been higher since we yeah. started doing those. Yeah. And my, my thought process is obviously with our friends who know us, they'll see the picture of us and that will be, yeah. they'll go and click on it. But people who don't know us are going to see a picture of us and go, who are those guys, who cares? And they'll keep True. scrolling. So it's sort of that balance. So yeah, any feedback from you guys about it would be great. Can you, can you go back and change the thumbnails? Thought, yeah, you can change whenever you want. Maybe that's an experiment. Go yeah, I don't know. Um, oh yeah, I could pick, pick one of the ones that's not working, yeah. change the thumb on it, see what happens. Yeah, True. Um... So, some other things. Uh, Amanda and I want to go back to playing sports this year. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a big one for us because we, we've always been a sporting family. And, uh, yeah, so she, you know, if we're talking about having a second kid at some point, she needs to get it in now while she still can. Um, so that's a bit of a goal for us. And also we are planning on having a family holiday this year because we haven't had one in a while. Mm -hmm. So those are my short to medium term goals. Cool. Um, some long-term goals, and this is one that really only came up a few weeks ago because a friend of mine is doing the same thing, and it's not really keeping up with the Joneses, it's just having an idea that I've never really thought about before, is we are looking at doing renos on our house. 
yeah. and potentially building up to a, a second store on the, on the house too. So that's going to be a, that's our long term sure. that we're uh, sort of targeting at the moment. Yeah. So those are our big things. Um, I am going to, and this is for you, Liam. In the new year, early in the new year, I am going to get a DEXA scan done as well, uh, just to see what my body makeup is. But one thing that I will say is, for me, when it comes to like health and fitness and stuff like that, aesthetics have never been the goal. So if like, yes, I want to sort of cut down a little bit of weight to be a little bit lighter. It's always for me been about health, but realistically athletic performance mm. back in the day. Cause that was always what used to spur me on. Mm. It was never about being 2% body fat and sure. trying to look ripped and cut or anything you like that. Ever getting to no, body fat. because I'm not interested. Yeah. You know, so for me, a marker of success is, uh, you know, how I'm performing. Like, so when we go back to sports, yeah, playing full game basketball or something. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, and obviously, me doing my knee was the catalyst for me going, okay, I really need to start taking care of myself again because I never want to have an injury like that again. Mm. Ever, ever, ever. Because that set me back three years, I reckon. So yeah, those are my main structure. Oh, there's one other little goal too, which is I want to be doing at least 50 kilometers of either walking or running per week. Okay. Which I've done the last two weeks. So, yeah. Ask me... If I had to think about my goals, well, when you rang me, mm-hmm. was when did you ring me? Yesterday? Mm, day before. Day before. Yep. And what did you say? Can't remember. Have you thought about? Have you thought about your goals? Like, have you written down your goals for mm-hmm. the pod? And what was my answer? You've had them for years. Yeah. Not not necessarily years, but. But you did mention a few pods ago that. Yeah. You had a period there of goallessness. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm I'm very much. Uh, I'm far more motivated now. Mm-hmm. So mine are so I've got a couple of business ones. Mm-hmm. So I've got I've got two debt facilities available. Oh, I've got two lines of credit that I'm using. Mm-hmm. One's a real stinky one. Mm-hmm. So by March, that's gone. Cool. Okay. I want to increase my stock holding mm-hmm. to half a million dollars by the end of the year. Right. Yeah. I want to have two full Bitcoin mm-hmm. next year. I want to get my truck license. Right. Yeah. And I want to get to 95 kilos. Cool. So those are my, those are my goals. I've got, they're not huge. Mm-hmm. But it's some, like all of those are the kinds of things that every single day I need to work away at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I was trying to think if there was anything else that, like, am I, and having heard yours, like, have I missed the, mm-hmm. the, the, the family stuff? Mm-hmm. But relationships are pretty good. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're not looking at doing the kids thing or anything like that. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Um, and, and look, that's one of the good things about... Um, it's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this discussion was that, you know, having these conversations and actually listening to people talk about them mm. makes you think of things that you haven't really thought about yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know, same as like what you've just said to me about, like, I probably need more actual markers of success along mm. the way. Whereas my thought process behind it originally, especially those five pillars thing, is just positive forward momentum in that if I knew that I'm getting to the end of every single day and I'm ticking those things off in my diary, 
I will feel that motivation because I know that's how my brain works. Like my, I've For always sure. been very much target orientated. Yeah, hundred percent. But, but I, I would also, and knowing what your brain's like, mm-hmm. you don't want to overdo it. And yeah. I, I feel like the five in one day might be too much. Five in the week mm. might be might be more achievable. Yeah. Because, and most people are the same. Once it doesn't work a couple of times, yeah, you just throw start. it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's just where you know discipline comes in, right? Um, and that's where that's probably something that all of us struggle with all the time. And it's you know it's that integrity thing, like we spoke about last week, doing the right things when people aren't watching. Mm. So one of the things that I like about the podcast and actually putting stuff out there is because you know I need help with my discipline. So putting it out there as an accountability measure, I think, is a really mm. positive thing for me. Um, but the the next level is actually having the discipline to go all right, nobody's watching, nobody actually cares, you know, nobody cares, work harder. Like Cameron Haynes is uh, saying, no one cares, work harder. Do you know what, I don't know if I'm just bucking the trend. I I really don't like the term work harder. I prefer work smarter. But you can do both. You You can work really hard but really smart at the same time, and then you'll have exponential growth. But like you said, having the having the trigger, not the trigger word, having the, uh, like that goal word, mm. work hard, I know work hard has cost me lots in my career mm. because I've worked very, very, very hard, but mm. I wasn't smart. Mm. So I would like to rejig people's focus into work smart. Yeah. Work smart first, then work hard mm. because if you if you figure your strategy out first, yeah, and then you work hard at that, mm. you're gonna be far more effective than just oh, hundred percent. Like you need to the working smart is, um, you know, let's say that you're in a boat and you're trying to find a new country. Working smart is figuring out which direction the country's in before you then work hard straight towards it. Because or if you start working hard first, but you're going in the wrong direction, then you know you're or not which actually, way the wind goes. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, you're, you're exactly right, but I think you do need to have both because, you know, obviously any, anything that's worth doing generally has some level of difficulty or challenge or, you know, you need to actually put the effort into whatever it is you're doing. I had an old boss of mine, uh, congratulate me on when, when I started this and he knows me really, really well. We've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said to me is like, just make sure you rock up to work every day. <laughs> make, sure you, make sure you rock up to work. Cause he knows he... What I appreciate about it is because he knows that I didn't need any other advice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... You know a lot of people want to push their advice. Yeah. Some people want to start podcasts about it. To, yeah, I know. Yeah, talk, talk to people. Losers. Douchebags. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but what I really appreciated about about him, and he is a cocky, cocky guy, mm. but he just knew, he's like, just make sure you rock up to work every day and... Mm. And, and the rest in- will take care of itself. Well, it's interesting too, right? Because you said you said a couple of things which I found really interesting today because they all blend together. One of them is working smarter, not harder. One of them is how working hard has cost you so much more in the past because mm. you've just done the hard work but you've not actually gotten anything out of it. And another one was that you are more focused and goal-oriented than you've ever been. And I think this is all because now you're doing everything just for yourself. I think one of the hardest things about, you know, the careers that we've had in in the motor trade, but this goes for anyone's career, anyone who's got 
any sort of self-motivation or ambition or something like that, one of the most difficult things is the amount of effort that you put in for someone else. Well, it's, I, I don't think it's that because I, I, I've never, sorry, it's, it's kind of that, but I think it's more so once that person stifles your growth. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'd say. So I, I would be very passionate to work for someone really, really, really hard and really, mm. really smart, really smart and really, really hard uh, to achieve great things if we were in like a partnership. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I'm going to help you achieve all these things, if you can help me achieve a bunch of these things. Yeah. But when that stuff stops happening mm. and it does happen in some organisations, that's a real demotivator. Yeah. So definitely. I think if you if you are working for someone, you can, as long as you've got that mutual respect for each other, mm. I think you can do it. Though I, I would think in my case, the reason why I'm more goal irritated now is partly because it's for me, but primarily because I've just got more time to think about me. Mm which I haven't had before. I was mm-hmm. just a zombie. It was grinding. It was a grind. It was an absolute yep. grind. Mm. And and I know, that, look, I, there's a lot of grinders out there. Yep. But if I, you know, if, if I looked in the mirror, if I if I spoke to old me, I would have jumped out a long time ago. Yeah. I would have backed myself a long time ago. Mm. And it was through pure fear yeah. that I that I didn't. And, and that would be my one lesson. I think it's funny, whenever you, like, it's so cliched, everyone was like, just go out there and do it. Mm. And you go, yeah, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not like that. It's not that easy. It is. Yeah. It actually is. It's just pulling the band-aid. Mm. Once you rip that band-aid off, especially, you figure it out. You know, especially when it's someone like you who's always known what you want to do. Yeah. You've always known it. So it's, your dream was literally just sitting there and... Yeah. You know, I can't help but feel like there was a manipulation element from people that you were working for over your career where they knew that they were getting so much value out of you that if they could convince you that you couldn't do it yourself, then they would get to reap the benefits of having you for much longer. Yeah. And I think that happens to a lot of people, you know. Know your worth. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Know your worth. And be smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, being smart might just be giving yourself the space to think. Yeah. You know, have, have you, because uh, I'm sure on a family holiday, and you, you'll be able to f- tell me this or tell the tell us this after your family holiday. Mm. Is that full of stress as well? Is that, is that, sorry, I don't want to say full of stress, but is that so full on too that you might not have the space to think? So yeah, has, look, does some, an individual out there need to take a, a real retreat to figure out what's happening in their mind? I, yeah, I just think that, again, this is something that I've learned out of 2020 is, you're exactly right. I was caught up in a rat race just like you, um, and I, I have only just realized this year how much my of my energy I was putting into things which at the end of the day really didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. And what I mean by that is this. I was putting 100% effort into jobs and into work which I now realize was not even on the radar of the people who I thought it should matter to Mm. so I was putting all this effort in I was you know having integrity doing the work when no one was watching thinking that I was working towards something and it wasn't even on the radar Mm. because I don't know, it just it just happened to be a, a moment in time when in the particular organisation it just didn't matter because they had bigger problems. It wasn't it was nothing against them and nothing against me. Yeah, they had focused. bigger things on at the time 
So obviously in, in my head and in, in most of our brains, it's like I'm, I'm the number one most important thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about me every day and how I'm going to be you know, uh, pushing my career forwards and, and progressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the people who can actually push forward and progress, they have way bigger fish to fry. They had way more important things on. Yeah. So they weren't thinking about me or anyone else at, at my yeah. level, you know? So, but I was putting so much effort into that. And it was to the detriment of things like home life. Mm. Like, I was staying late at work all the time for nothing. Yeah. And, you know, then like like last year, for example, staying work at work late a lot of times for no reason. And I had a pregnant wife at home who was doing the cooking and cleaning yeah. and, you know, like... And now I only realise that now because 2020 has allowed me to actually take some time away where I could sit around and think and go, wow, like I've had that, um, what's it called? It's that like epiphany out, now. Yeah, an out-of-body experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah an out-of-work experience. Look, look, look at yourself sort of, mm. with, yeah, with the different, different eyes. Like I, I used to, you know, take it as a, um, a pride point that I would never take holidays or sick days or days mm. off or, you know... Um, and I reckon that was, I guess, not bred into me, but um, in my first job when I got promoted to uh, be assistant manager of the Adventure Park of High Reps course, you know, I think it was sort of symptomatic of that in that because like me and the manager were on um, salaries, but everyone else was casual, well, I had to work every weekend, every public holiday, all that sort of stuff. So then it was just, that was already, I guess, trained into me at an early age, then I went into an industry which is so super old school that they kind of expected you not to take any days off, mm. and then it just became my life, and it was like that for ten years. Yeah, things. Yeah, things need something needs to give. Mm. And look, I think it is given now. To like not to. I don't think so. You think it's just gonna revert back as soon as everything starts going good again? But well, it, it didn't change when they had the opportun- uh, opportunity to change. Mm. In, uh, there were some extremely minor concessions, mate. Extremely minor concessions. Yeah, I, I think you'll find until the new, until some young blood hits the corporate world, mm. I don't think you'll see because they just don't have the tools. And just like you said before, there's people can only solve problems with the tools that they've got. Yeah, that's right. And they've been trying the same tools for 30, 40 years. Yeah. So you just got to wait for like, them to... Like that article I read the other day about, you know, celebrating, yay, we're, you know, we're the front line because we're going to be changing our business and bringing in tools that we used by an American company 27 years ago. Yeah, yeah. so there's, there's a lot of, lot of room for innovation yeah. and... and I think that's what's probably the most motivating thing for, for young people now is that if you know, if you, you'll have the ideas. Mm. Young people will have the ideas. Yep. Right? Because they look at things different. Mm-hmm. They've had a different upbringing. Yep. And as long as you can solve a problem mm-hmm. and then if you can navigate, Oops. if you can navigate the uh, sort of the office uh, politics. politics, yeah, yeah, you'll go far. You'll go really far. Yeah, one one of the, yeah, just just on that note, one of the things that you mentioned last week was about making sure that if you've got ideas, you are just trying to convey the idea. Don't get into an argument. 
Mm. Um, because, yeah, like it's... So, yeah, something about the motor trade that I found really, really interesting is that the motor trade always talks about trying to bring in younger customers and then have a customer for life. So you want a young person to come in and give them a really good experience, make them happy and comfortable to purchase a vehicle from you, come back and service it with you, and then upgrade their vehicle with you as they go through their stages of life so you keep that customer for life, Mm -hmm. which is a really, really nice, positive mantra to have. Sure. But then we hire young people, and say we, I'm talking about the industry at large, hires young people who are the gen, the exact generation that we want to bring in, mm-hmm. and then we don't listen to them about what matters to them, what drives them, yeah. you know, because, like, we, our generation was probably the last generation that really, truly cared about cars, because we were teenagers before smartphones, so our thing wasn't getting a phone anymore so I can connect with all my friends. Our way of connecting with our friends was getting our car. Yeah. And then using, you know, personalizing the car. So instead of having like, you know, back in the MySpace days and having like your song on, on the MySpace page and all the jazzed up so when you're on dial-up internet it wouldn't load. Yeah. Um, our thing was the car. So everyone wanted to just buy their first car so they could get around, see their friends, personalize it to because it, it was a, it was a, you know, expression of, an expression of who yeah. you are. Whereas now the generations are smartphones, social media, how like so they're a completely different mindset. But we get these people into our businesses who could tell us all these things about what drives them, what motivates them, what they would appreciate in a customer experience. But then they just get stifled down because they're like, no, 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 we've been doing it this way for 40 years, so you're going to be doing it this way as well. And I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. We have to listen to the next generation because you're right. They've got all the ideas because they're coming into it with fresh eyes and applying their experiences to it. Yeah. And and there is just so much room for innovation. And I'm talking in every every area. Tasha and I had breakfast yesterday mm-hmm. and we ordered our drinks first and I got a fresh made juice and she got a like a just a can of or a bottle of kombucha or something, a pre made mm-hmm. one. And we realised the floor in their system, and the floor in their system, like, so I got my drink that takes preparation, mm-hmm. and Tasha didn't get hers for, like, three minutes after. Yeah. And she was explaining to me, because she's worked in, in that area before, the orders went to two different people. There's obviously someone that prepares right. smoothies, yeah, yeah, and then someone else looks after the... Yeah, bringing out the pre-prepared drinks. Yeah. So... The goal is that the drinks for two, for, for a table should arrive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you address that? So where's the... Know the goal in mind, how do you reach that goal? So so that's where people need to think about, about problem solving. So What's think, in the best interest for the consumer? So I think the docket goes to the smoothie maker with both drinks on it. Because if you know that it's just a fridge drink as well, that smoothie maker makes a smoothie... Order up, waitress or waiter grabs the smoothie, checks the docket, goes past the fridge, and brings it both out on the, on the way out. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds... But I suppose what I'm trying to say is that always try and keep the customer in mind. We had an argument, uh, a four, no, five-way argument on Sunday at mm-hmm. Golf with the Boys mm-hmm. um, because of an idea posed about, you know, I have a very... Uh, staunch view that we should pay for the content that we mm-hmm. want to consume. Yeah. 
and the, I hate the advertising model. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't like the fact that Facebook shows me ads so that I get it for free. I pay for YouTube so I can get YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. And I pose the idea that if you if you paid for something, okay, I'll use us as an example. Mm-hmm. What's the average watch time of our, say our podcasts are about an hour long? Yeah, average, average watch time is getting up to about 27, 28 minutes. Okay, so let's say we were a paid for show. Mm-hmm. Well then, that person that's only consumed 23 minutes of it mm-hmm. should only have to pay for the equivalent of 23 minutes. Yeah. Now, some of the other guys at the table, they're, they're, they're all like, no, 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 it's, you know, um, you know, you've just got to, that's just how it is. Mm. But that's a problem. I think a big problem with the world is it's not how it is. That's yeah. how we're allowing it to be but until someone comes up and actually solves the problem. And if you did that kind of payment model, you would get better content because mm. at the moment we're allowing people, I think the example I used was I bought a season of a show mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. and I'd already... I'd already watched that one, yeah, and it took me ages to try and get my money back for it, even though I'd never, like, I literally only played the first thirty seconds and realised, oh wait a minute, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their reluctance to give me give me my money back is a real problem to me. Like, that's that, right. That's because, not because that that's not consumer centric. We well, should no. always be thinking about the consumer. How does the consumer benefit? And not sorry, not it, I'm not saying it has to be. Uh, I'm not saying the consumer has to pillage companies. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. But value, you have to provide value for the client. And mm-hmm. if, the, if, if, if the customer has only consumed 23 minutes of an hour thing, mm-hmm. why should they pay for the full hour? If, if the content creator wasn't good enough to keep them for an hour. So what you're saying is the, the fairest industry that's available is the phone sex industry. Yeah. Because you only pay, you pay by the minute. You pay by the minute. And you only pay... For as many minutes as it takes you. Yeah, it's like that is that is a direct value proposition. Mm. Okay, and and. Well, I, I, d- I definitely think that there's a lot of merit in what you're saying, especially when, and like one of the other boys said as well. Uh, now all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Well, I, I've got this. I've got my one anchor product, my one anchor bit of media. So I'm going to start a whole new subscription service that you need yeah. to subscribe to." pay a monthly fee to just so you can get this and I've got a whole bunch of bullshit filler material around it as well. Yeah, that provides um, no value. That provides no value. I think one of the one of the best examples of a business doing this really, really well, especially in 2020, has been the UFC. Because the UFC has gradually over time built up a, a lot of options for its different clientele. Mm-hmm. So for example, they've got free cards that you can watch if you've got already Fox Sports or something sure. like that. So you can you can watch an entire card for free. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are really, really good. So the UFC is definitely beating boxing at the moment because if you watch, there was a, a big... Boxing hasn't innovated. No, they're, they're doing the same model. And the problem is boxing has always been you're only going to pay for the main event and you'll rarely know who any of the other boxers are under, under the card. UFC, even on the free cards, they give you really, really good um, fighters and really good fights. So they've got that. They've got their subscription model, which is UFC Fight Pass. So if you're a massive fight fan, you can subscribe to Fight Pass and you can watch any fight that's on except for the pay-per-view stuff. Sure. So the marquee stuff, the the best, the biggest product, you can pay-per-view that product. You don't need to have Fight Pass to do it. So you don't need to subscribe to the UFC to do it. You don't have to pay to pay. You don't have to pay to pay. That's right. So they've got different options available based on the 
what the client wants. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why they just sold for $4 billion. Like, they've they've innovated. They've done it all from... To create value for the to client. To create value for the client, yeah. I think, and, and this is what I would say to young people, is that if you, you'll have the ideas, you'll have the solutions, you just need to be able to market them and to your superiors in a way to get some real traction. Or yep. if not, build it yourself. Don't just whinge about mm. it, is, is my tip. Don't whinge about yeah. it. If you, if you see a problem, have a plan. Mm. Have a strategy how you're going to fix it. It's one of the things, too, that... Um, like you sent me a clip earlier in the week from Andrew Schultz and if anyone is a young person who's looking at trying to actually get out there and do something for themselves especially if it's in media or something like that I encourage you to listen to Andrew Schultz because he look he's funny he's a comedian but he's got an amazing business brain and one of the things that um, that he spoke about was uh, so his his business model is before he tries to go into a partnership with a business for a product, like in, in the most recent cases, the Netflix special that he's just put out, he created the product, he was already putting the product out there for free on the internet, because, so it built the buzz up. So people started to really engage with it, really enjoy it. Then he filmed them all, but just kept them to himself, and then he actually went to Netflix with a finished product and with a market behind him that he knew was going to actually be interested in engaging in it. So then all of a sudden he had all the leverage. Yeah. Whereas what the tr- again people who don't innovate what the traditional model has been with Netflix is you make one pilot episode you pitch it to the big company and go oh will you guys pick this up and they go yeah cool as long as we've got creative control over this and that and we don't think that you should have that character and look you can't you got to cut that line out so you end up just bastardizing what your original vision often is. they don't even do a pilot they pitch the pilot yeah they pitch like the the, the um, idea of the it. idea of it yeah. yeah whereas I think you're right, and this is something that I'm starting to really come around to now, is the the value for yourself and the power for yourself is ownership and actually doing it yourself. Mm. But that means you need to back yourself. You actually need to go, you know what, if you do have all the ideas and you feel like your superiors aren't listening to us or something like that, just go and do it yourself. Just go do it. Just go and do it. Because you, your ideas are probably amazing, so prove it. Prove it. Prove, prove it. it. And you will be so happy that you did. Yeah, as well for sure. You and know. then you you build yourself on credibility mm-hmm. uh, out in the marketplace as well, and and there's a lot of room for uh, problem solvers. Hundred percent. And I I think that's a massive opportunity for next year. I think that you know we our world will hopefully return to some form of form of normalcy, mm-hmm. some form. It'll be forever changed, but some form. But again, there are. I think there are so many different niches for innovation that are available now. With just if you've got a different way of thinking about things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and the easy, the easiest way, I think, is make sure whatever you're thinking about, you're not thinking about how to profit, how to. You're mm-hmm. thinking about what is in the best, what's the best value proposition mm-hmm. for your clients. Yeah. Because if you if you provide that value for them. Yeah. You'll have loyal customers. Mm-hmm. You'll have lots of customers. Yeah. And base it on that. Like if you, if you have to be like I had a really bad experience with a mechanic, uh, from where we grew up. Yeah. And when I tried to speak to the owner about fixing it, mm-hmm. 
he was just like, oh, we'll go broke if we start refunding stuff. I'm like, so your business model yeah. is to rip people off. Yeah. And if you have to, if you get called on these rip-offs, mm-hmm. you'll go bust. Yeah. So you base, that's your entire business model then? Yeah. It's yeah. to fleece people. Mm. That's not sustainable that way. It's just not. It's just not. And like, I think that, you know, like No Agenda talks about another podcast, the value for value system. You know, it's like going back to the old bartering system. It, what what can we do for you? What can you do for us? Yeah. How can we, how can we take our collective talents and make each other's lives better? Mm. Not everything needs to be financial. Mm. You know, not not everything. And look, it might have a potential financial payoff. Like for example, if you guys out there appreciate our content, like what we're doing, you can help us out by telling your friends about it, sharing on your social media. Mm. You know. Just even just liking the videos on YouTube, obviously the more likes you get, the more that YouTube shows it to people, which therefore might mean that someone else who will enjoy the content will see it when they never would have seen it before. So those are ways that you can help us out. Uh, At the same time, if you guys have questions about things or scenarios that you want to run by or or even just subjects you want us to do a whole podcast on, throw them at us because Mm. we want to give you guys the value as well. And look, we're not charging anything for this, obviously, um, but... I feel like if we can, if everyone can just have that mindset, adopt the mindset of how can I give value to the people that I care about, yeah. I think that the world's going to be a better place. Yeah. I think that you'll feel a lot better because, again, if your primary motivator is money every single time, you will make decisions which uh, will not be in the best interest of the people around you. And yourself. And you're like, and, and yeah. ultimately yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because we, we all know that guy who has done amazing things either career-wise or starting a business or financially who's got no mates left. Yeah. You know, so I think that... Was, the, it, was it worth it? Yeah. Like, to me, the saddest thing in the world would be to have all the money in the world and no one to share it with. Mm. You know, all the money in the world... Because all, all that money does is give you the freedom to do whatever you want whenever it is you want to do it. Well, you know, that's a pretty lonely thing. Like, what, are you going to go and drink on your own? Yeah. You know, like... I feel like hopefully 2020, if anything, shows people the value of relationships, shows people the value of supporting your friends and family that are around you, using their services, you know, offering your services to people too. Like me, me personally, like uh, I used to, when I was even just selling cars, but when I was a manager too, but not so much, when I was actually selling, I stopped advertising to people that I sold cars purely because I didn't want to like put, a, in my opinion, I didn't want to put like a sell job on my friends. Mm. But then I saw my friends getting ripped off by other places because those other places were putting the sell job on them. So that was a dumb mindset. I never should have had that mindset. Yeah. My mindset should have been, hey guys, I'm in the motor trade. I sell these brands. If I can help you, please get in contact with me because I'll help you the best way I possibly can. I've made my network's life so much easier. Ever since I've, I've had this, I'll put a couple of posts up. You know, is anyone getting, uh, you know, got a motorbike that they want to get rid of? And I'll yep. just get text messages. Yeah, yeah, come, come get this. Or, or um, you know, can you help me buy one of these? And mm-hmm. got a phone call this morning to try and uh, find another one. And I like, I like being able to have those relationships with people where you can have a phone call and they can ask for something. And in return, I could just ring them up out of the blue and say, hey, could you help me with this? And yeah. It's... Of course, you know, it's it's, yeah. a, it's a great network to have. And I think that the key to that and doing that successfully is to always be, to if you had everyone around you thinking, how can I give value first? Yeah. 
because again, you don't want to be that person who's constantly just calling everyone in your network, asking for a favor and not giving anything. Yeah, it's, that's that's. No right. one likes that that dude who's the. There's always one in the group of boys who, when you're doing rounds at the bar, they're the ones who it's like you know, yeah, round of Coronas, 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 and then Amsterdam oh, gold. Yeah, or oh guys, I think I've had enough. Like you know, I, I don't I don't want to drink. There's a guy I used to work with. You used to work with the two at Sharp, who uh, would only would only on rare occasions join us over at the Ivory for a beer. Always though, made sure he worked just a little bit later than everyone else because he knew there'd be jugs there when he got there. He would roll in. He would have one beer. Thanks, boys. Look, have a great night. Enjoy yourselves, <laughs> and then he'd scoot out the door. And guys, probably multi. Oh, probably multi. I've never seen his wallet in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And look, love the bloke to death because he does give a lot of value in other ways as well. Uh, but counter to that, I think people, Ute owners, probably get the raw end of the yeah, value stick as well. Probably yeah. Always, you know, can you help me move this and move that? And it's not just like, here's my Ute. It's like, no, can you lift this heavy thing? Yeah, that's put right. Put it in the back and. Yeah. So Ute Ute owners, Ute owners never call you up and go. Hey, I want to go on a family holiday. Can I borrow your car? Yeah, can I use your nice passenger car? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, can I can I put like a baby in the back of your passenger car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Start doing that, Ute owners. Yeah. Start yeah. reaching out anyone that's borrowed a friend's Ute. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask them to use their family car and then get them to help you. Ask them to put the baby seat in the back. <laughs> yeah, or raise the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Free babysitting. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But look, let's, okay, so let's get back to the point. So 2021 is going to be the biggest year for twenty for team humanity, mm. right? And we're going to make sure that that happens. So we want all of you guys, set some goals for next year. They can be big, they can be small, but have something that you're shooting for. Make your plan of, of what, what your plan of attack is going to be so you can always refer back to it so you, you've, you know... You've checked which way the winds are going, so you know that you're um, oriented in the right direction. And let's make 2021 the best year for Team Humanity that we possibly can. And let's work together to we do work, that. We're coming off a very low base, so it should be very... Yeah. Um, look, obviously, it, being not only Australian, but being in Queensland, I don't think we can really whinge too much about, no. about 2020, because we've had a, you know, we probably had the best end of the stick that, sure. that you can possibly have. Um, I hope all the other countries are overseas and stuff like that. I hope things do get back to some sort of uh, normalcy. But mm. look, there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of heavy lifting and a lot of rebuilding that needs to be done. After all, this is I'm going to say in quotation marks over. But I think that we can do it. And again, I I just can't help but see the opportunity in all of this stuff Absolutely. because when you're rebuilding, the worst thing you can do is rebuild the same old shit that you had. Yeah. Like, if something's been ripped down... I, I talk to people about this all the time. Not all the time, but when it comes up. Um, so many people, when they lose their job, they just they think it's the worst thing in the world. Whereas, for someone like me, who's so um, always been so focused on, on my job at hand, I've never thought about the things I wanted to do outside of that. Yeah. So, look, obviously I made a decision this year, but had I lost my job would have forced me to then go, okay, like take it for the opportunity that it is. There's always a silver lining. For sure. You know, are, are your sales oriented in the, in the direction that you want to go in? Or are you just going to try to jump into the same field that you weren't finding enjoyment from or something like that? I went to school with a guy and I, I remember he came home one day and we're all hanging out like the, the hangout spot. I said, oh, how's your day? And he goes, oh, I just got 
like being redundant, like the company shutting down. Mm. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <coughs> that sucks, man. Are you okay? And he's, yeah, it was always work. And yeah. he he would do anything. So he went from I think uh, concreting, brick laying, you know, uh, uh, truck driving, mm-hmm. shelf stacking. Like he's done everything. And, he, yeah. and he, his opinion was like, well, no, it's, that's just like that job's not there anymore. But yeah. there's heaps of others. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think it was he was made redundant on Friday, and he worked. I think he had a long weekend back to some job on Tuesday. So. Yeah, stop check, check your mindset. Check your mindset. Make yeah. sure you're always looking for the silver linings. Yeah. And um, I think there's heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of uh, benefit to be drawn out of uh, 2021. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. It's time to thrive. It's time to thrive. That's the focus word for next year. So, guys, let us know. What are you guys going to do to thrive next year? What are your goals? What are you working towards? How can we help you get towards those goals as well? Because we want to help as well. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe. Beautiful. Comment. And uh, look out for us on the podcast apps. That Jason's going to organise. Which I'll figure out. (laughs) Beautiful, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next RDO, which maybe next year. Bye. Goodbye.